0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. It's time for you to receive Jesus with power. To know Jesus is to know power. Remember, you that confess and declare that you're a Christian, Christ's ability has become your ability. His energy has become your energy. His righteousness has become your righteousness. Every good thing that Christ has, that's in Christ, has become yours. Do you believe it? That's what Christ came for to this earth. Remember, when God originally made man, He was clothed with glory. Romans teaches us, That all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means God had planned glory for you from the beginning. For you to be clothed with glory, to be empowered with glory. How much of God's glory are you experiencing in your life? The only way to experience this fullness is your faith. Faith is the very thing that links us, connects us with God a matter of fact, everything which is not of faith is sin. It cannot please God. God, by His divine power, has provided everything that you need to live a holy life, to be victorious. He has provided it. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Peter 1 verse 3. So 2 Peter 1 verse 3, everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by His divine power. Everything you need has already been deposited, placed on the inside of you. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing Him, who has called us by name and invited us to come to Him through a glorious manifestation. Of his goodness, The New King James says His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. We need to cultivate an atmosphere of faith wherever we go. If God has provided everything deposited on the inside of you already, you should believe it it's like somebody receiving an inheritance and they know this uncle was very rich and they say this uncle has deposited 10 million rand in your bank account. It's there. Here's the card with the PIN number. And you say, no, I've never had money. The money is not there. They say, but it's been deposited. It's on the inside. Take the card and withdraw the money. No. I've never had a card with so much money. God says he is deposited on the inside. It's faith that pleases God. Enoch, the Bible says, he walked with God. His faith in God pleased God so much that God took him from where he was right into heaven. It's your faith that will take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. A matter of fact, without faith, It's impossible to please God. You have to believe that God wants to do something unusual in your life. This is why it's a better covenant, a better promise. God wants to do something unusual in your life. Are you ready to walk with God? Are you ready to experience the power that there is in Jesus? Many people confess that they are Christians but they're just convinced. They've never been converted. Because when you are converted, there's a power from the inside, the Holy Spirit that links you up with God. And the things that you do, you don't do it out of your own strength anymore. Many of you feel condemned every day trying to live a holy life. But you're trying to live a holy life, trying to be a good Christian with your own strength and not with His ability and strength. Yes, Kevin... He's opened the service many times. If I say to him, Kevin, can you open the service this morning? He'll say, yes, I'll do it. And he'll come, read a scripture, encourage you from it, pray with you, and we'll start the service. But if I say to him, Kevin, can you please open the service by singing Amazing Grace? He says, now I have to pray. God, you have to help me. The problem that we have today, things that we find strength on the inside of things that we know that we can do, that we have a strength for. We don't rely on God to do those things. Because we say, I can do it. But the things where we don't have strength, we find ourselves praying more and say, God, help me. Because you don't realize how much you need God. Okay, when you go sit on this chair, that you say, Jesus, help me? that you go sit on the chair in Jesus' name? No. Because you're used to walking, you're used to sitting, you're used to doing a lot of things, not relying on God. But when you're a Christian, when you're born again, you know how much you need God in everything that you do. You need His power, His protection, His guidance. God has provided everything for us to live as Christians, to be empowered to live a victorious life. This is what God has done for us. Hebrews 11 verse 5, Faith lifted Enoch from this life, And he was taken up into heaven. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from this world because God promoted him. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, his life had become a pleasure to God. It's faith that pleases God. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing that He is real and that it rewards the faith of those who truly seek Him. Faith is very simple. Faith is you. Say, this is God. This is me. It's my faith that allows me to move closer to God. Amen. Believing who God is, what God says in His Word, acting upon it. It allows me to move closer to God. If I don't have faith, how can I move closer to God? Where is Jesus right now? He's seated in heavenly places. Where are we? Here on earth. But when we meet with God, we approach the throne of grace. How? By faith. Because we believe in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that has cleansed us, that has sanctified us. It allows us to enter into the heavenly realms. The thing about faith is that faith requires of you to speak Before you have it. Faith requires of us to declare, to say what we fully believe with our hearts. How are you born again? You confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart. With your mouth confession is made unto salvation. But with your heart you believe unto righteousness. He who knew no sin... Became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. You believe it with your heart. If you believe that God has made you righteous. Even when you make a mistake. You say, sorry Lord. But I'm keeping my position in Christ Jesus. I'm remaining righteous. Faith allows you to stay righteous. Being righteous in Christ Jesus doesn't mean you'll never make a mistake. It means your position is secure. Many of you are not living victorious lives because you only hold the position or you only have revelation of the position of Christ on the inside of you. You say, Christ has entered into my life. Christ is in my heart. And you're fighting battles the whole time, resisting the devil here, resisting temptation here. Because of Christ on the inside of you. Remember the Bible says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So the Christ on the inside of you helps you to live here on earth. But you don't just want to fight devils the whole time. Amen? Amen? You want to get victory in other areas of your life as well. That's why the Bible says you also hold the position in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus is the most important position because in Christ Jesus you are righteous. In Christ Jesus you are holy. Many of you are making mistakes the whole time, crucifying the flesh. I have to crucify my flesh. I have to crucify my flesh. And you're punishing yourself the whole time. Living under guilt and condemnation. Not realizing that the Christ that you are in has been crucified already, has died already, has been resurrected already. So by faith, you being in Christ have died to yourself already and you've been resurrected already. Did you not confess that and believe that with your heart when you got born again? Unless you are only convinced and not yet converted. That's why there's not power in the name of Jesus when you preach. When you share. Because you're living a convinced life believing that Jesus is Lord. But you're not in your heart believing it. Remember, the devils also believe. But they don't have righteousness. They don't hold the position in Christ Jesus. Let's say this is Jesus. I become a Christian. Now I'm clothed with Christ. Give me your jacket. I'm clothed with Christ. I'm in Christ. Because I'm in Christ, I am holy. I am righteous. Everything that Christ has done, His ability has become my ability. Every time when you read in the Bible, in Christ Jesus, you cannot do any of those things. It's what God has done for you. This is very important. When I'm in Christ, come stand here quickly, be God the Father. So now when I'm in Christ, I'm now covered with Christ. I'm in Christ. This is Christ covering me. I now can approach the mercy seat. Because I'm covered with His blood. When God the Father now looks at me, He sees Jesus. He sees the righteousness of Jesus. He sees the perfection of Jesus. So now I can come to the throne of grace to receive mercy. He sees me as perfect as Jesus. Every blessing that's in Christ. When He looks at me, He doesn't see sickness. He doesn't see sin he doesn't see any mistake it allows me to approach the father if i only have christ on the inside of me i cannot approach the father because now if he looks at me you'll see me this flesh i will die if the devil now wants to come against me here on earth i've got christ on the inside i say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world go and the devil must go but more important than fighting devils here on earth is me coming to God. When I approach God, I need to be in Christ. When you have the revelation that you're in Christ, your confession will change. Because now anytime time when you start saying, I'm healed, Jesus is my healer, your healing can come. Your breakthrough can come. That person with a bad character should get ready Because his nature will change. And the person that used to curse the whole time will not curse anymore. The person that used to steal will not steal. The person that used to sleep around will not sleep around anymore. Because they've changed. Christ on the inside of them, but more important, you in Christ. So you should ask yourself, am I in an atmosphere of faith today? Because remember, faith acts now. Faith believes now. Faith receives now. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were fully convinced in their hearts who God was. He was their deliverer. That they said to the king, King, whether you deliver us or not doesn't even matter. He is our deliverer. This faith is what pleases God. The situation, the circumstances can be a fiery furnace. You can heat it up. I'm not changing my confession. I know, I'm fully persuaded in my heart that God is my deliverer. Amen. Amen. Turn, with, turn with me in your Bibles to Mark 11, verse 22. When you hold that position, don't be surprised any moment from now that you are blessed. When you hold that position, onto your, don't be surprised any moment from now when you are healed. Don't be surprised if you hold on to your confession any time from now that your rebellious child becomes a person that serves God. Because it's faith. Your obedience is the only proof of your faith. This Mark 11, where he says, I want to give you some advice. I want to tell you the truth. Speak to the mountain. Is the mountain there? Yes. If there's a mountain, don't talk about the mountain. Speak to that mountain. Some of your mountains have been growing bigger and bigger because you are talking about them, you are enforcing them, you creating them with your own mouths Amen. instead of speaking to them. This child of mine is just getting naughtier, naughtier, naughtier. Why are you complaining? You're a Christian, you're a man or woman of faith and you're declaring the child is becoming naughtier, naughtier, naughtier. My boss is just getting more and more difficult with me. Why are you surprised if your boss is difficult with you? It's all you, it's coming out of your mouth. Mark 11, verse 22 to 24. Jesus replied, Let the faith of God be in you. Listen to the truth I speak to you. He says, listen to the truth. There's facts. There's facts. There's a mountain maybe coming against you. There's a fact. There's a giant coming against you. He says, don't listen to the facts. Listen to the truth. This is the truth. The facts might be you have a pain in your body. The truth is by Jesus' stripes you are healed. He says, listen to the truth, don't focus upon the facts. If someone says to this mountain, if they say, if you don't say anything, the mountain will stay. If someone says to this mountain with great faith and having no doubt, mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Why? Because my faith is what I'm saying. What you say, what you believe with your heart, that is your faith. That's what moves the mountain. How does it work when what you say has your heart full agreement? Faith is released. It becomes a force. But many people today are confessing things with their mouths, but they're not believing it with their hearts. Because they think, how can God do it? God is not going to do it. God has done it already. God has done it already you should be able to boldly say the promises that God has given you. Many people are trying to say things today without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I mean, without being born again. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. If you are one spirit with Him, surely when you say something, there should be power. The question we should be asking ourselves, what Paul asked the believers in the book of Acts, have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you received the Holy Spirit? Because if you've received the Holy Spirit, there will be power. If you've received the Holy Spirit, there will be help. How is it that God in times of trouble, in times of temptation, He says, ask a way out and I will show you the way out. Who's going to lead you? It's the Holy Spirit. In our society today, knowledge has increased more than ever. People rely on their own strength, their own ability. People don't even want to go to doctor these doctors these days. They'll just go on the internet to Dr. Google. Oh, I've got this symptom, this symptom, this symptom. Oh, I must have this. You cannot diagnose yourself. Because we have access to knowledge, we think we know everything. We don't rely on God anymore, but we rely on our own ability, our own strength. Not realizing how much we need God. Turn to the person next to you, say to them, I know I need God. But I don't always know how much I need Him. 1 John 2.24 says, So you must be sure to keep the message burning in your hearts, that is, The message of life you heard from the beginning. If you do, you will always be living in close fellowship with the Son and with the Father. Faith allows you to operate in the dimension that God operates in. Where God is, there's no failure. Where God is, there's no sickness. Faith allows you to operate in that dimension the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. Remember David, when he faced Goliath, he found himself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus, whereas the giant found himself in the realm of defeat and failure. Although the giant was bigger, David knew he had a friend in the Holy Spirit that would dispose of the giant. So when the giant said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds of the air. David said, no. You might be bigger. You've not come against me. You've come against my God. I am the one who will be feeding your flesh to the birds of the air. He said, I only need my slingshot. I only need one stone. Why? Because the Holy Spirit would help him to become a giant slayer. That's why when he sinned, his first prayer was... Lord, do not let your spirit depart from me. Because he knew he was not a giant slayer. He knew he had a friend in the Holy Spirit who disposed of giants in his life. The good news today is, family, that Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The only thing that happens is you grieve the Holy Spirit. Your obedience allows more of the Holy Spirit in your life. New Testament. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. And God wants to help you. But the only proof of your faith is your obedience. To be obedient to God's word. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. Many Christians are living a life today without the Holy Spirit. They're convinced. They're not converted. That's why there's no power. How can we declare that we are 70% Christians in South Africa? Where's the power? Because to know Jesus is to know power. Let me take it a little bit further. If we say this name of Jesus has power, can God entrust you with that power? I mean, can God trust you with his name? If I say, Norma, just go to this and this place. Let's say, let's go to you can go to Santon City. When you get there, Anything that you want, you can just take it. Just mention my name. If you mention my name, they're going to give you anything that you want. Can I trust her with my name in Sandton City? <laughs> the same question you have to ask yourself. In that name, this power. Can God trust you with his name? Will you use it in vain? Will you abuse it? Can you trust God's name? And can God trust you with his name? That's why it's so important that your faith works through love. Because if your faith does not work through love, when you've got that kind of power, if somebody upsets you, you'll use that power to hurt them instead of helping them. Acts 19 verse 2. The first thing he asked him was, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? Did you receive the power of the Holy Spirit when you became a believer? Remember, for the Holy Spirit to be in your life was not your desire. It was God's desire for you. For God to be with you the whole time. In the same way, Isaac was not Abraham's desire. It was God's desire for him. Remember, he had made his own plans with his own desire, his wife's plan. Hagar Ishmael, a young man that's 17 years old already. He loved him. He thought this was the solution. He didn't even know that it was not God's plan. He thought he had intervened and helped God. Sometimes we want to help God in the promises that he has given us. And God came to him and said, now that you are 100 years old, I'm giving you my version. Now that you're 99 years old and your body is dead. Nothing is working in your body. Nothing is working in your wife's body. I'm telling you, my covenant is not with Ishmael, not with the bond servant. My covenant is with you and your wife. You are going to have a child. Remember he laughed. He wasn't laughing because he didn't believe God. He was laughing because he was looking at his own body, realizing, you know what? This has to be God. Looked beyond the natural and said, God is faithful. What happened? What happened directly after that? They went down. He met with Abimelech. He lied. God had made the covenant with him. He lied. Because God said to him, this promise cannot be fulfilled without Sarah. Because Sarah means grace. And Abraham is the father of faith. And faith cannot work without grace like grace cannot work without faith. Amen. So when he got there, God appeared to Abimelech and said to Abimelech, listen here, you're a dead man. you touching my prophet's wife. Or you're going to touch her, you're dead. He says, but God, delight to me. You know I've walked in my integrity. God says, that's the only reason why I haven't killed you. But in that, God had closed the womb of every woman linked to Abimelech. His family, his household, everything linked to him because of that became barren. What does God require of Abraham? He says, Abraham, it's required of Abraham to pray for Abimelech that him, his household, everybody linked to him would have children. While as yet, Abraham did not have his own child. That's faith for you. God says, in his word, it's required of him, pray for everybody here that does not have a child, that's barren. While you, your wife herself is barren. One year later, he had his own child. What you pray and make happen for other people, God will make those things happen for you. When you're desperate for something and you see other people desperate for the same thing, pray for them. Say, God, I know you've given me the promise I'm going to have my child. But while there are others that don't have children, I'll be the one praying for them for their children. You are planting a seed. It's a seed that you plant in that way that changes your future completely. Remember, it's not just Christ on the inside of you, but you in Christ. Yeah. That's why Paul prays for the Ephesians and he says, listen here, I'm going to help you. Your thinking is not right. Your headspace is not at the right place. You have to understand the depth, the width, the height of God's love, what God wants to do in your life. He says, I want to pray for you. Let me pray the same thing for you. Many people lack awareness of who God is and what God wants to do. Paul prayed in Ephesians. 1 verse 18 to 20, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of our great hope of glory. We know that is the reason He called you to Himself. And I pray that you explore and experience for yourself all the riches of this wealth that has been freely given to all His holy ones. For you are the true inheritance. My prayer for you is that every moment you will experience the measureless power of God made available to you through faith, immeasurable power made available to you through faith. Believing the impossible, faith sees the invisible. It believes the impossible and it receives the incredible. Then your lives will be an ad- advertisement. Of this immense power as it works through you, this is the explosive and mighty resurrection power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of the highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realms. This is what Jesus Christ came for, what he lived for, what he died for. Resurrection power in your life. Any situation that's dead. Can change. What did he say to Ezekiel? Can these dead bones live? Lord, you know. Okay, Ezekiel, I know. Speak to those dead bones. Faith needs, requires of you to confess what you believe even before you've seen it. What have you been confessing? God wants to take your life to a new level. Change everything about you believe it with all your heart, start confessing it, declaring it. Turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians 3 verse 16. Family, listen to me. Jesus Christ came to this earth, He died, was resurrected, so that you and your life could get to a place of resurrection. Remember, there are two laws against us. The Bible says the law of sin and the law of death is against us. The law of sin, Jesus came and dealt with it through his death. He dealt with all your sin through his death on the cross. He died for your sins. But the law of death in our lives, he deals with through resurrection. Many of us are just living at a place where God is dealing with our sin, the law of sin. All that you are doing the whole time is say. Lord, forgive me, I've sinned. Lord, forgive me, I've sinned. I've made this mistake again. And you live under condemnation. Whereas God wants to take you to a place of resurrection. Kingdom life. Not just grace to be forgiven, grace to live a victorious life. Amen? Amen? Ephesians. Family, listen to me. Turn to the person next to you say to them, you must be willing. To exchange your strength for God's strength. Tell them again. Say, you must be willing to exchange your strength, your abilities, for God's strength and God's abilities. This is the one thing that keeps people back. They rely too much on their own strengths to do certain things without realizing even with your strengths you need God even more. A gifted singer, a gifted guitar player or drum player need God even more because they now have to be aware of His presence that He's the one who gave them the gift. They need God to maintain that gift to go from glory to glory and from strength to strength. Ephesians 3, verse 16 to 17. And I pray that He would pour out over you the unlimited riches of His glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of His love will become the very source and root of your life. Providing you with a secure foundation that grows and grows. You know what this means, family? Previously, God communicated verbally with prophets in the Old Testament. But when you are born again, the new communication place becomes your heart. Your innermost being your spirit. Because it's your spirit that's now linked up with God. So God will drop something in your spirit. Speak to you here. Not here anymore. If you hear that, it's a special grace. But God communicates here. That's why in every situation, when Christ is here, who is the Prince of Peace, you can keep your peace in any situation. A matter of fact, you should protect that peace at all times. Now with this peace and the Holy Spirit on the inside, now you're getting involved, say, in a business deal. As you want to sign the contract or you're busy doing the calculations, you're meeting with the people, you feel you're on the inside, the peace is going. God, what's going on now? You know you're starting to get involved in things you shouldn't be involved in. Your friends invite you and say, we're just going to go over to this place. You come to the place there, you walk in, as you walk in, you feel the peace is not there anymore the Holy Spirit is starting to feel uncomfortable on the inside of you. Say, Lord, I shouldn't be here. This is not a good thing for me. You can sit in a meeting where people are shouting and screaming and fighting, saying things, but you can keep your peace here. You say, these are facts. I know the truth. You might be declaring all these things about me. It's not the truth. My God says, who can declare something and say something if it does not come from the mouth of God? You can say what you want about me, but if it's not coming from the mouth of God, I'm not going to believe it. I'm keeping my peace. You can insult me. You can intimidate me. It's not going to remove the peace on the inside. Remember, David was the one walking with God. The Holy Spirit had departed from Saul. Saul was supposed to kill the giant. If you go read the Bible, you'll see Saul, every time when he went on the battlefield, he would find the biggest person on the battlefield and go and kill him. Because God had anointed him to be king, to be ruler. He killed the biggest person every time. But now, the Holy Spirit had departed from him. And the Holy Spirit was with David. So when David came to Saul, he said, you know what? I know how I used to kill. This is my armor. Put it on. David said, you know what? I'm not familiar with this kind of an armor. The weapons of this world, intimidation, blackmail, threats. I don't know this. Let me just go with my slingshot and my stone, and more important, the Holy Spirit that's with me. Do everything in your power to keep the peace on the inside. Then, even when you are facing trials, the greater the trial, you know, because God is with you, the greater the triumph. The bigger the giant, the bigger the triumph. Because God is with you. You know, it's not personal, you know, they're coming for God. It's against God. Now, when Christ is on the inside of you, Christ is an overcomer, Christ died and overcame death. That overcomer lives on the inside of you, and you are in that person. That's why Jesus, when he prayed in John 17 for his disciples, he said to the Father, he said, Father, they are in me, and I am in you. It says, the glory, Father, that you have given me, I've given that same glory to them. So that the world can believe that you have sent me. The glory that God the Father gave Jesus, that glory is bestowed upon us. He wants us to walk in it. The only thing that's keeping you back to walk in that is your faith, your capacity to believe. Colossians 2 verse 9. Family, you've received Jesus Christ with power. Many of you just received Jesus Christ to save your sins, to save you from sins. You just received Jesus to wash away all your bad things that you've done. That's not the only Jesus that you've received. You've received Jesus Christ with power to heal, to deliver. Colossians 2 verse 9, For He is the full and complete expression of deity living in human form. And our own completeness is now found in Him. I'm not complete with Christ on the inside of me. When I'm in Him, I'm complete. My own completeness is now found in Him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. Through our union with Him, we have experienced circumcision of heart. All of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct. And it wasn't because of something good that we have done, But because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. When you are complete in Christ, you realize that you can do nothing without Christ. When you have the revelation that I'm complete in Christ, you know that I can do nothing without Christ. Then in every trial, every tribulation, every difficulty, you know He is with you. You know God will see you through. Then you start saying... Like the disciples of old, we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. How do you glory in tribulation? Because they know the end result. God loves us. God will see us through. James, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Why? Because we know the end. We're going to be victorious. But if you don't have that revelation, then you start to murmur and you start to complain. In the realm of victory in Christ Jesus, there's no murmuring, no complaints oh, there's a problem. Count it all joy. Then you start to get the revelation of what my Father and the Lord says, if a difficulty comes to your, your way, don't see it as an enemy. See it as a friend. says, oh, a difficulty is coming. We glory in tribulation. We count it all joy when we fall into various trials. Amen. Knowing that God is on our side, God will see us through. Do you know why Christians don't say those things? Because most of the challenges that they face, they face in their own strength, in their own ability. But if you're facing it with the Holy Spirit, you will not become sad. You'll say, count it all joy. There's something coming my way. We're going to have the victory. I'm happy this thing is coming my way. God's name will be glorified. And some of you have been walking around the mountain complaining the whole time. Oh, I me of all these troubles. Why me of all these difficulties. (laughs) But when you are truly blessed and you have the revelation, you'll say, oh, why me of all these blessings. Oh, why me of all God's goodness. Amen. Amen? Amen. Because he is faithful. Family, take heart. A trial can never break you. Because the one on the inside of you is unbreakable. A trial can never break you because the one on the inside is unbreakable. He is victorious. He is risen. He is alive. He is seated next to God the Father. He holds you, your life in His hands. The greater the trial, the greater the victory. This is the promise of the Father. The greater the trial, the greater the triumph. God will see you through. The question is, John 3 verse 3, are you born again? If you are born again, you are linked up with God. If you are born again, you are one with Him. If you are born again, resurrection power is on the inside of you. Remember Nicodemus says, what do you mean I should be born again? How can I go back into my mother's womb? He says, you must be born again, otherwise you will not be able to see this Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Nicodemus was coming to him and saying to him, I've been in ministry 30 years. You're going around for three years. I've been teaching people for 30 years. Why is there signs, wonders and miracles in your life? He says, oh, that's a good question. You have to be linked up with the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be born again. You need to get life from on high. When I started realizing it's about the Holy Spirit, when I suddenly now started preaching, People could hear God's voice upon my voice. A simple message that I would preach becomes a prophetic word that gives direction to a person's life and to his whole family. Now suddenly when you pray for somebody, they get healed. They get delivered. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit working. But many people are doing things in their own strength, in their own ability. The gospel is not in clever words, but in the power, in the demonstration of the gospel which is the working of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says, For the kingdom realm of God comes with power, not simply impressive words. Amen? The Bible says in Isaiah 43 verse 2, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. means there's hope for you. Even if it feels like you're drowning, God says, I've not taught you how to swim to let you drown. There's a difficult thing. I'm going to see it through with you. I don't run away from problems. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be with you. Because you have set your love upon Him in the time of trouble, He will deliver you. He doesn't call it a challenge, a little thing. It says trouble. Trouble is trouble. Trouble is the facts. The truth is, the resurrection power of Christ is here to deal with that trouble. Yeah. The question is, have you received the Holy Spirit? Philippians three verse 10, I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in His sufferings. How can you know Christ? One John two verse three says, "Here's how we can be sure that we've truly come to know God if we keep His commandments." If you want to know Jesus Christ, you have to be obedient. If you want more of God's presence in your life, be obedient. Go quickly to Acts chapter 5. Let me just show you something. Acts 5 verse 32. Family, your obedience is the only proof of your faith. Your obedience attracts the Holy Spirit more than anything else. Because when you're obedient to God's word and you align yourself with God's word... The Holy Spirit, the Word, they're all aligned. And we are His witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey Him. People can sing, Holy Spirit come, Holy Spirit come. Are you obedient? Are you obedient? Because we need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. An obedient heart. Remember what the Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, not just being willing, not just your own desire, obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 to 5, Passion Translation. The message I preached and how I preached, it was not an attempt to sway you with persuasive arguments, but to prove to you the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. For God intended that your faith Not to be established on man's wisdom, but by trusting in His almighty power. What did Jesus say before He started preaching? He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. God the Father didn't even speak one word in the book of Genesis until the Holy Spirit was on the scene. It says, The earth was void. It had no form. There was darkness. And the Spirit of the Lord was hovering, was over the waters. And then God said, God spoke. Don't just speak out of your own strength. Make sure that the Holy Spirit is there. Make sure that you are born again. Make sure that you are linked up with God. When you're linked up with God, there's a power working on the inside of you. That is so great. That is dissimilar than Christ that Paul wrote in Ephesians. He said, when you pray, says, whatever you ask, whatever you pray, whatever you desire, whatever you could think, God wants to do more than all of that. Because the one that's on the inside of you is just so much greater, so much bigger, wants to do so much more in your life. In the same way as Isaac was not Abraham's desire, the promise, the promises that God has got for you is much more than what you can think, what you can imagine.